Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. To the Dallas Cowboys. Anyways, um, <laughs> welcome in to the Makeshift Managers Podcast. TMSM number six coming at you live from the Twitter scape, the YouTube scape, um, my office and Devin's office. Yes, the digs. Also, probably uh, if you're listening to this audio wise, you can catch us on Spotify as well. Just pre-recorded. But um, if you face Jamar Chase in fantasy this week, you may be entitled to financial compensation because I myself have been victimized. What a week. Um, I don't know how fantasy went for you, Austin. I, uh, I officially lost my first playoff championship matchup. I uh, kicked ass in the semifinals in the league where I'm destined to get third place. So congratulations to me again for outscoring everybody. And I'm slated to play in three more championship matchups. So I'll be a uh, four for six in terms of a uh, championship game rosters and then i have a third playing, place playing team. fantasy playoffs in the in the last week of the season seems wrong it is reckless but i love it because now i'm sitting <laughs> here i'm like dk metcalf has to play and i'm like t higgins has to play i'm like i don't know what's happening i'm just happy i have mark andrews the ravens are still playing for something DeAndre, <laughs> i've got aaron jones in a lineup and i'm like well i gotta I, do i have to slot in deandre swift if the packers rest their starters it's gonna be pandemonium but thank god alvin Kamara has to play next week because i'm scared <laughs> yeah i am going to finish second and third respectively in my personal leagues the podcast went fifth in both of their leagues because they decided to go off after they got knocked out five so five time five time um so i'll take it i cash out in both leagues you know so i can't really complain um i just got beat by the same guy three times in one year and he had jamar chase so he basically just ended my life so debo week one when he beat me dropped 35 on me and then week 10 debo dropped 35 and then finals of the playoffs jamar drops 55 and i'm like okay you got it (laughs) dude like I saw a tweet today talking about uh, there's three receivers, I believe in like PPR, that scored at least 10 or more points in every single game they played this year. The list has three guys. Can you guess them? Uh, just tell me. <laughs> Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Debo Samuel. In one of my leagues, the guy I might play next week is rostering two of those names. Thank God one of them is not Devontae Adams. There are, there are a few things in this universe that are uh, consistently consistent, and that's Devontae Adams. Uh, it's death taxes and Devontae Adams. He is he's a first-round receiving yards. He's, he's a first-round pick in fantasy until he says so. Like it, He's the most sure thing. out of I, I'm not going to take him one of one, but out of everyone in a first round, Devontae Adams is there, and he's not moving yeah. out of it until Aaron Rodgers is not tossing him the rock. Even then, if a halfway decent quarterback is tossing him the rock, then he's he's got it bad. all. He's got it all. But Austin, speaking of having it all, do we have the offer for you? So uh, thanks to what our fuck? friends over at uh, Manscaped for shooting us over the performance package. As you know, we've been talking about this thing for the last three weeks. But imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm going to be real. Um, Over the course of me using this product, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Um, to be openly honest, I used it today and quick, easy, pain-free. It was super quick, super fast, and it's super easy to explain. It has a ceramic blade, which is hyper-efficient and kind of cuts down on the whole Knicks. So I, not not, not the basketball team, but I, I can say that I'm very happy so far. Well, it, 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 the, that team is also cut down, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not looking too good this year, but uh, <laughs> Manscaped engineered this trimmer uh, by focusing on the intelligent functionality and an increasingly comfortable grooming experience. Uh, their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, which was sent to us, it uh, features their new uh, advanced skin safe technology. So you can feel, uh, you know, confident about uh, shaving your boys. But the, up- the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the, the ability to turn on a 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when you when needed for a more precise shave. I don't know about you. I like to see what I'm doing in regards to anything. I think I thank Thomas Edison every morning whenever I turn a light on. Electricity, you be damned. But um, also, it even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths that size one through four. I don't know about you guys. Customizability is a great thing to have. My keyboard lights up. I can change the colors and my trimmer lights up and I can change the lengths of the hair. You can't beat it. And speaking of can't be beat, we were talking about cash earlier. If you enjoy it, you can save some by using our code TMSM at checkout at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. I don't know about you, Austin, 20% off. That's some change back into your pocket and free worldwide shipping. The world's a big place, but man. Hey, and I, and, and look at, look at me, look at me. I know you got Christmas money. <laughs> I know you got Christmas money. Oh, so and, why not and, spend and, it on yourself? And speaking of on yourself, personally, one thing that I hate in the bathroom is having a multitude of cords that I don't know what the hell they're going to do half the time. What Manscaped did with the lawnmower 4.0 is they made the thing wireless. All you got to do is plug in the charging base through their uh, micro USB cord or USB-C cord into the wall with the brick. And you just set your trimmer inside of the wireless trimming base and you don't got to plug it in. It's just plug you plug in the base, you put the trimmer on it and it's going to charge itself while it sits there. Easy. It's easy. It's quick. And it's done. You don't got to think about everything it. Everything Devin just named, I don't think anything can beat that. Plain and simple. It literally, Manscaped has made it literally the easiest thing in the world to take care of your boys, your jewels, your groin area. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's <laughs> it's 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 got it's got to it's got to be hygienic. You got to trim it. it. All I gotta say is, if you're looking to step up your hygiene game, Manscaped has the products for you. So. As I said before, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TMSM at manscaped.com. And before I end this off, your balls are going to thank you. So once again, thank you for Mans- from Manscaped for uh, sending us out the products and helping engage with our uh, content. But back to the content, Austin. Speaking of engagement, the Bears engaged with Mike Glennon in the backfield all day long. Oh, man. Bears 29, Giants 3. Mike Glennon tore up the field going 4 for 11 for 24 yards. He was sacked for 34 yards, giving him a minus 10 on the day. So I don't know about you, but as you sit here watching us, you, yes, you, had more passing yards than Mike Glennon yesterday. 
the he also old... had he also had two picks in there, so he basically completed six passes. So not too well, bad. Yeah. He had he was half as accurate targeting the other team as his own teammates. If you look there at you it go. that way, um, you, can't, you can't beat that. The one bright well, Nate Peterman probably can. But yeah, the one the one bright spot I have in this game for the Giants is Saquon finally broke 100 yards again in terms of just on the ground. Um, on only 21 carries too, and in bad weather against the Bears, I Bears like it. a solid defense. Yeah, Saquon, welcome back. It's good to see you uh, back in the uh, 100 yard column. Uh, the leading receiver for the Giants was David Sills and Evan Ingram. Both had uh, one catch for. 12 yards apiece. Um, beyond that, nobody re- registered a reception, according to the stat line. Kenny Galladay is making like 20 million a year, and he's barely. He, he, if you would have told me he didn't play, I would have believed you. Zero but touchdowns. I couldn't believe you because, you know, um, Tony was out, Shepard's out for the year, Slayton can't touch the field. If you are anybody in the New York tri state area that has two hands and can wear some gloves, Open tryout start this Monday, so go to MetLife Stadium and just start follow, talking to people. Just follow the training procedure. Follow the training procedure, and you could be a New York Giants wide receiver. Oh, Don't man. forget Devontae Booker had two receptions, albeit zero yards, but he did have two receptions. So led, led the team in receptions. Good job, Devontae. But uh, Andy Dalton, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Ginger, I guess. He had a game. I You could call it a game. 173 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. David Montgomery threw an interception, which I find to be a little concerning. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened there. I didn't watch this game. I won't pretend that I watched this game. I and I value my time. So watching Matt I'm going Nagy, to assume that they thought he was Justin Fields. And then, you know, it just they were like, wait, that says Montgomery on the back. We fucked up. <laughs> But I mean, had a good day, 64 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Granted, the first rushing touchdown came off of the fact that wasn't it like an interception or fumble recovery, like immediately as the game started and David just got to yep. punch it straight in. Yep. Look, Andy Dalton didn't lose the game. So there you go. Look, the, the Giants are going to be a four win team. They're probably going to lose next week to the Washington football team. Um I don't really know what to expect when you're throwing out Mike Glennon and literally no wide receivers. You don't have Derrick Henry back there, albeit Saquon Barkley is a great running back, but he's, you is know. He... It is Saquon Barkley a great running back. It's time to have the conversation. We're in year four, year three. He's a, he's he's got four years in the NFL now. He had one good year. His second year got hampered by injuries. Missed his entire third year, and this year he's done shit. Maybe a change of scenery helps him out, but to this point in his career, he's arguably the biggest bust we've seen in the last half decade. He was taken second overall. The value that the Giants have gotten out of Saquon Barkley is criminal, and I I like Saquon yeah, for a second I, overall pick. Yeah. I believe in Saquon Barkley, but in terms of value and return on a draft pick, the conversation has to be had. And I don't, is Gettleman still there? Is he still the GM? I think so. The fact that his head is not on a platter at this point boggles my mind. Um, fun fact for this uh, Bears team, Darnell Mooney, his breakout year continues a bit. A touchdown, 69 yards, and seven receptions. Allen Robinson is alive. I've been asking this question every week. Where the fuck is Allen Robinson? 
four receptions for 35 yards. I like the Bears pieces moving forward. Allen Robinson will be shooting up in a, on a different roster next year. I would be very surprised if they actually tagged him. But Darnell Mooney will be a feature asset in this offense moving forward. And the Bears should look towards either improving their defense and probably trying to get like a later round receiver in this draft. Because I think Mooney's good enough to be a focal point in their offense moving forward. Also, I think there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft, too, that yeah. they can go out and go get. Um, fortunately for the Bears, they don't have a first-round pick, so they'll they have, have to Justin go. Jones, though. They, true, but they're going to have to wait until the second round. They could probably find a receiver there. Wasn't Devontae Adams a second-round pick? So A.J. Brown was a second-rounder. I'm pretty sure D.K. Metcalf was a third-rounder. There's value to be had. You just have to look for it. Yeah. Uh, speak, because not everybody can be Jalen Rager, and for the Bears' sake, they don't want to find the next Jalen Rager. But speaking of Jalen Rager, this, there's no segue for this segment. I'm just going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars being a skid mark for the NFL. They suck. Look, they are look, here, here's, here's what happened. The Patriots beat the Jaguars 50 to 10. Moving on. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to lose by 40 points as a professional sports team, especially in football? The Jags would have been better off not showing up. Like the margin of victory here is ridiculous. This is the team who's going to take Kellen Moore away from us. It's not fair. Scored at least seven points or more in every quarter of this game. In the second and third quarters, they made it their personal vendetta to bury the entire city of Jacksonville. Bob Stevenson and Damian Harris each said, give me two tuds. Thank you very much. Mac Jones said, I'm trying to win the rookie of the year. We'll get to that later. Um, Brian Hoyer got some shine in this game, three for four, unbench this man. He's ready to take you guys to the chip. I'm kidding. Mac Jones had a very good game for once. He wasn't turning the ball over. Granted, he was playing a division two team at this point. They could be playing in the CFL <laughs> for all I care next year. Um, can somebody check on Trevor Lawrence? He has had one of the worst first overall rookie seasons I've seen from a quarterback in forever. I'm not saying he's cooked. That would be stupid. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. It's too soon to tell. But this year has been a year from hell for him, and I hope he learns from it in the aspects that he's never really lost, and this season hopefully can just you know teach him how to deal with that because he's not going to be winning a whole lot until Jacksonville figures it out. But Dare, he's arguably got drafted into the one of the worst situations in the past 10 years. Well, by yeah, number one but, overall team. The like, you look at Joe Burrow, who got drafted number one overall team, and they're going to the playoffs after two years. Jacksonville ain't going to the playoffs next year. Jacksonville's in, like, year two of their rebuild, too. Like, the Bengals were, like, starting to rebuild a couple years before they even thought about taking Burrow. The, the, the only thing, the closest you can get to this is, like, and this is the thing about, like, first-round quarterbacks and first overall picks for every Andrew Luck you get, there's going to be a handful of guys like your Baker Mayfields and all that other stuff because people expected Trevor Lawrence to be good out the gate. And I think he's a very talented quarterback. But he was being compared to like Andrew Luck in pre-draft scouting and just like how good of a collegiate quarterback he was. Andrew Luck's rookie seasons is one of the most impressive ever out of a first-round draft pick. So I think Lawrence was getting a little... He was getting a little too much hype, in my opinion, and it wasn't fair to him because what Andrew Luck did is he took like a two-win team in the Colts the year previous whenever Manning sat out, and he basically led them to the playoffs the following year. That does not happen. That is not realistic yeah. for 
anybody coming out of college, especially with how bad the worst teams in this league are. Um, but to be fair to Trevor, he's thrown to Laquan Treadwell and, and Luke Farrell. Um, their weapons are depleted, and that is the biggest understatement of this year. They don't have their first string or second string running back, their first string receiver. LaVisca Schnaltz had the worst year of his career to date, which he's only played. They're arguably years. going to be without James Robinson next year. It's it's a bad situation that really has not – they've done nothing to help Lawrence throughout. So I'm just hoping he can get out the rest of the season, stay healthy, and just work towards improvements in year two because yep. it can only go up from here. I mean, if you really think about it, Kellen Moore might be a solid addition for the Jaguars because you kind of seen what Kellen Moore's done with Dak Prescott and they've gotten better with time. I'm not saying Kellen Moore's going to go in there next year and make them like a fucking nine win team. But over time, I mean, it might be one of those guys who knows how to run the offense because the offense just looks lost and it's not Trevor Lawrence's fault per se. It's, you know, a tough league and his division isn't necessarily easy except when he plays Houston, but I, I don't know. There, there's so many missing pieces for the Jags and, you know, they've had a couple good games here and there and they made Buffalo look stupid, but you know, urban Myers managing Applebee's it, it's, it's a mess. You know what? To be fair to Trevor Lawrence, his weekly stats make you think he's having the worst season a rookie quarterbacks ever had. He's just it's not, not getting close. He's just not getting the touchdown production personally. He's got 17 picks on the year, which is bad, but it's not like astronomically bad. I think Manning almost threw 30 his rookie year, and they're throwing the ball a lot more in NFL offenses. The thing with Trevor Lawrence right now is he isn't throwing the touchdowns, and it's not his fault. His skill guys are, for lack of better terms, not nobodies, but what he was supposed to have compared to what he has now is completely different. And so, plus, he'll break 3,500 yards, so... It's it, 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 if the completion percentage scares me a bit, but then again, he's throwing to guys like the Quan Treadwell, Marvin Jones, and whoever the hell else. You're, throw, you're throwing to guys hard. who don't get separation. Yeah, it, 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 his, his teammates are tripping over themselves. Yeah, take it all as a positive. He had the worst coach in the NFL, not named Matt Nagy or Mike Zimmer. Actually, he was just the worst coach in the NFL over the last five yeah. years. Urban Meyer's yeah. NFL tenure was. God awful. He dumpster so, Trevor. Fire. Enjoy your vacation. Get out next week, and you know, just meet meet with the guys in the off season. Th- throw some passes, but Patriots got right because they needed to after their last stretch of games. Yep. Um, the Rams beat the Ravens twenty to nineteen. Ravens have lost what five in a row now. Matt Stafford um, can't stop throwing pick sixes. You can take the Det- you can take the man out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of the man. If you're a Rams fan, are you you won the game, and with a win next week against the Niners, who you haven't beaten five times in a row now, you're going to the playoffs regardless. Do you have any concern about this team whatsoever? Is Matt Stafford spooking you a little bit? My father is a Rams fan, and I have not had this conversation with him. The last time I talked L.A. football with him, I was telling him the Rams are washed and the Chargers are the team of L.A. This is after we beat (laughs) KC, so things have changed. This team's going to go as far as Matthew Stafford takes them. Their defense is improving with Vaughn Miller uh, coming up big late in this game to seal the win. But they still – they go as Matthew Stafford goes. Uh, Sony Michelle breaking out is very nice to see. 
because without a running back, this team is very susceptible to lose. One of the but, one of the probably most underrated trades that worked out at the deadline for yeah. anybody. Well, Sony Michelle was wasting away in Bill's offense. I don't know why yep. he never really got the opportunity. Like Damian Harris broke out, but Sony Michelle's rookie year was a Super Bowl champion and almost topped a thousand yards. I'm pretty sure had a great rookie year. So I'm happy to see Michelle actually getting some carries and getting some shine out in LA. It's going to be for not whenever Cam Akers comes back next year, but good for him. Hopefully he can flip this into some time on a different roster, but the Rams have to pray that people don't figure out Cooper cup. Um, He's very fortunate that he plays a majority of his snaps in the slot. And he's very fortunate to have Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham uh, being alongside him in this offense. Because Cooper Cup, yes, is the best receiver in the NFL stat-wise this year, but he is nowhere close to being the top dude in the league at his position. He doesn't have the discernible, like, I, I don't know how to quantify it, but he's not Devontae Adams. He's he he's not these other guys. What he does is incredible, and his role in this offense makes him even more incredible. But if a team can figure out how to kind of segment him out and get somebody to just kind of stick with him. I think the Rams are in deep trouble, but it's just going to, it's because it, the, the thing is with Cooper cup, you can't take him away. Cause then Odell Beckham is talented and he's going mm-hmm. to make you pay for it. So Stafford has to cut down on the picks. If Stafford can stop turning the ball over, this team is incredibly hard to beat. Well, he but has to stop gonna, putting his team in bad spots. Like the pick six yeah. isn't good. Throwing it deep, you know, their defense is is good, but it's it's not as great as it once was a couple seasons ago. Like it still it's has these kind of compared to what it was. Yeah, yeah. Like they still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller. I'm not going to take anything away from those three guys, but there's still holes that we've been able to find throughout the season in them. And who knows? The Niners might show us how you know vulnerable they are again next week, and they could beat them for the sixth time in a row. It's kind of like the Saints yeah. playing the Bucks. It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when the lesser team annihilates the best the better team but it keeps happening um yeah the the pick sixes definitely have to go down those will definitely cost you games in the long run um tyler higby had a good game um i think if he can get a a good amount of volume then he could be a real um good piece and going towards them being successful like he went six for 69 Yep. You know, albeit I think most of that happened in the first quarter uh, or uh, this first half, but it's the most productive he's been all year, damn near. He he was good to start the year with touchdowns, but he hasn't really been a factor since then. Tight ends in a nutshell. Yeah, the Rams should be fine. They just need to hope that the Cardinals don't somehow squeak out this division championship because yeah, the Rams at home are far scarier than the Rams on the road. Um, the Ravens. Their season isn't over, but their shot to get in is incredibly mm-hmm. slim at this point. The Raiders or the Chargers are going to get a playoff spot, regardless of what happens from this point out. They are playing for the seven seed. Uh, if the Colts lose, don't the uh, Chargers get catapulted into the six if they win, or would it be the Ravens in the six? The no, I'm seed. trying to find the Ravens spot right now. The Ravens are right behind the Chargers, but there's some. So I think it's. Chargers are currently seven, Raiders are eight, and then the Ra- the Ravens are nine, from what I looked at earlier. And let's NFL see playoff picture. I've got it right here. Oh, the the to get into the playoffs, they will need to beat the Steelers in week eighteen, and they the Colts 
Browns, Chargers, and Dolphins have to lose. All That's how them. the Ravens okay. get in. They need a ton of help. The, Ra- um, the Ravens blew it in games against the Raiders earlier this season, and they had a couple other games where they should have probably pulled it out. Honestly, but- honestly, I think the playoff picture is, albeit it is very close right now, it's pretty obvious in the AFC. Like, yeah, the, the Chargers and the Raiders, we'll get to predictions later down the line, but we got Chargers and Raiders winning your in, lose and go home. The Colts yep. are not going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no fucking no. There's Trevor no way. Lock. Frank Wright just has to give JT the ball 37 times and the game is over. I don't know how you blow this game. Travis Etienne comes out of the tunnel like Willis Reed in the 70s. It's like, oh, oh my God, shit. he's got a steel chair. Trevor the Lawrence for five glass breaks. Yeah. By God. By God. I, I just think the Ravens are out. Yeah. Uh, mathematically, no, but. Yes, um, the Rams was. Oh, go ahead. The Rams ha- just need to win. Yep, that's all. They they control their own destiny. They have to play a tough team who's beaten them five times in a row. But they have to beat the Niners next week in order to win the division. Or the Cardinals need to lose to the Seahawks, which probably just isn't going to happen. Um, I think it's as simple as that. If- you know, math. You know. A lot of teams are still mathematically in it, but when you need a ton of help and you realize who some of these teams play, it's pretty straightforward until yeah. some some amazing upset happens. Um, in terms for the Ravens, um, look, they've been without Lamar Jackson for how long now? Yeah, he was carrying the team on their back for a long time. He was getting there. You can go back to the two point conversions that John Harbaugh went for. Even I've criticized John Harbaugh a couple times on those games, but in the end, it's. Even if they go to overtime, they're not guaranteed to win either of those games. Um, yep. I get it. You know, analytics make you go for two a lot more often than we're used to. Um, t- Tyler Huntley has played well. They probably should have beat the Packers, um, but he just got he just got beat up here. Yeah, it, it's this- a team that's been depleted for a really long time. The fact that the Ravens are 500 right now is a testament to their structure as an organization and their uh, coaching in general. This will be a lost season for the Ravens. This was a year where we we thought they could take a step up and be a perennial AFC contender. This might be a blessing in disguise in the grand scheme. You get J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back next year, and you can get back Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. That People are going to underestimate Baltimore next year. That's what I'm yeah. looking at this is. Baltimore should be able to come out next year and shock the world for at least the start of the season because they're going to be, or they should be really good comparatively to what we've seen so far this back half of the year. So. Exactly. No reason to hang their heads if they miss the playoffs. The fact that they're even in the conversation of contention right now speaks for itself. Um, Buccaneers beat the Jets 28-24. Um, huge story coming out of this. We'll get to that in a second. Um, I just want to talk about the Jets, how, like, I get it. Tampa Bay's really depleted. They don't have Lander Fournette. They mm-hmm. lost Ronald Jones really early. Mike Evans playing out a snap count. Chris Godwin is done for the season. Um, Antonio Brown, we'll get to that. Um, the Jets played a somewhat depleted Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they played hard. Um, I really like what Robert Sala has done with this team. I thought Zach Wilson had a decent game, 19 for 33, 234 and a touchdown. Um, Braxton Berrios had a really good game. 
eight for 65 and a touchdown. Michael Carter, if he didn't get a con- get concussed, he already had three carries for 54 yards. Yep. Do we think the Jets could sniff 500 next season with two top 10 picks on the way? I don't, I don't think they're sniffing 500 next year. I think they might be like a six to seven win team next year. I don't think they're going to be 500. Um, I expect the Bills to make a move for a halfback at some point this offseason, whether it be through the draft or, th- or through free agency. Because whenever the Bills have a running game, they are an incredibly hard team to beat. Uh, the Pats aren't going to go anywhere. Mac Jones, year two. Their defense should be similar, if not better, this coming year. And the Dolphins are improving year in and year out. They start out slow, but the Dolphins have put it on for that middle chunk of this year post uh, halfway mark. The Jets are in a really tough division moving forward. So it's going to take more than one good draft to kind of right this ship. And they might kind of have to age out and wait out some of these contenders in their own division. And it's not helping that everybody else in the AFC has already figured out last year, the year before their quarterback situation. So they've had the time to kind of surround them with talent, whether it be Casey with Mahomes, Herbert out in LA, Burrow out in Cincinnati, you've got Lamar Jackson. You have already established younger powers in the conference that, still have money, and still have opportunity to improve where the Jets are still figuring out if Zach Wilson is going to be that long-term guy. Okay, now let's get to the biggest story of Sunday football. Um, Antonio Brown. I almost took my shirt off at the start of this segment because I was like, I'm just going to pull an AB. But in all seriousness, if Antonio Brown is needing help, I hope he can get the help that he needs. His behavior has been erratic since he left, even since he was still in Pittsburgh. I'm not saying the guy's mentally ill, but if he does need help, I hope he can reach out and get the help necessary in his life. It's yeah. it's just shocking. You never expect something like that to happen. But a first ballot Hall of Famer to basically kind of self-destruct in front of he's our not, eyes. He's not first ballot. Well, now, but the last five years have taken him out of contention. I don't know if he even gets into the Hall of Fame at this point. No, probably not. But what I'm saying is up until the point of that big hit where everyone thinks that's where it all started. First ballot Hall of Famer to self-destruct, basically. This is now the biggest fall from grace I've ever seen in professional football. Now, is it safe to assume what Ian Rappaport put today is true? Are we going to go with that story? Have you heard? That story oh, yet? that uh, he said his ankle wasn't good enough to go and Bruce Arians See, said, yeah, I don't the, care. The story basically is, is that they wanted him to go in the game. AB said, no, then my leave. ankle ain't going. Yeah. And they said, okay, just go. Like, I, I don't I'm, like Bruce Arians got fed up with it. There's two sides to every story, but yeah. there's that. that the only thing you can do is control your own reactions and you can't get mad about how people perceive what you're saying. Yeah. Regardless of what happened, there's probably a massive miscommunication on many different parts of the parties, but I'm not going to sit here and say Antonio Brown's earned the benefit of the doubt at all. Over the last five years, his character has been put into question multiple times. And oh, yeah, even question. even if that story is true, it doesn't excuse what he the did. Behavior. He basically yeah, on national TV made the Bucks look kind of stupid and honestly made Brady look stupid. Brady went on all in for this dude. He retired. That, that's the way I'm looking at it. I don't see Antonio yeah. Brown lacing up the cleats ever again. And if a franchise wants to run that risk, I just don't think the, the, the cons are going to constantly outweigh the pros. Yep. 
Like even I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks basically took two shots on him, yep. and you had the whole vaccine card issue, and now you have this issue. If anybody wants to take a shot on him, I would be blown away. It, yeah, because the talent is there. The talent's always been there, but he's over. He's gonna. He's like what over thirty years old now. He's yeah. been bad for locker rooms since Pittsburgh. It, it's just the, the dots won't be able to connect, and there's not a situation I see where a team's willing to take that locker room hit, even for whatever the production he's gonna give you, because it's just the value will not be there. All right, we'll move on. Uh, the Bills beat the Falcons 29-15. Uh, Kyle Fun Pitts fact. left with an injury, so you hate to see that. Um, yeah. But other than that, the team that should have won won. The Falcons the were up 15. At... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Just the Falcons were up at halftime, so it kind of blew me away. They were up 15-14 at halftime, but then the Bills were like, oh, my bad. Proceed to beat the Falcons. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Stephon Diggs <laughs> sent Cordell Patterson a massive care package of wings before the game started. Former teammates out in Minnesota. Um, Mike Davis outproduced Cordero Patterson for like the second week straight. So if you're uh, rostering Cordero in fantasy, I'm sorry. Um, Seriously? Russell Gage has been putting on a decent audition to be the uh, Falcons wide receiver too, moving forward permanently. I like Russell Gage. I was high on him to start the year. He just couldn't stay on the field to start it out. Josh Allen didn't have to do a whole lot. He really didn't do anything at all. He threw three picks in this game for 120 yards. <laughs> but, uh, but Devin Singletary, yeah, Devin Singletary said, hold my beer, give me another 100-yard game and two scores. Devin Singletary might have earned himself a second deal with this franchise. I hope they don't he hasn't done anything before this last stretch of games <laughs> but um yeah overall good team effort and the falcons never really had a shot to win this game the bills need to win these last two and they're not they're going to be damned if they do lose them because buffalo can't afford to play in the wild card in my opinion they need to have home field and they need to be playing in divisional rounds yep but that's that's that, that's how the story goes but speaking of the story um I don't know how to describe the Chiefs Bengals game. Uh, Zach Taylor, his decision making in the final minute of this game, I didn't watch it. Flabbergasted me. They had a fourth and one that they failed to get, but there was uh, offsetting penalties, redo the down, another fourth and one in the red zone, and they fail again, but there's an illegal hands to the face. So now it's first and goal. It's first and goal, basically, on the one, and then they punch it in. Or no, not even. They kicked a field goal. They ran out the clock. They ran out the clock and kicked a field goal. And it's like, Zach Taylor got bailed out by the refs to a certain extent. The Chiefs lost this game, to be fair. Joe Burrow went out there and did what Joe Burrow was supposed to do. Jamar Chase ended my life. Forty-six yards. Yeah, Jamar Chase ended my life, too. Jamar Chase is... So this... This season right here is why I was so adamant about Justin Herbert being rookie of the year last year because everyone was like, oh, my God, what Justin Jefferson's doing is so hard. We're not going to see it again forever. It took fucking less than 365 days for his rookie receiving yards record to get broken. Yeah. You know what Mac Jones isn't doing? Breaking the single season passing record for a rookie quarterback. Justin (laughs) Herbert was rookie of the year last year. Get over it. Jamar Chase is rookie of the year, and it's not even close. He broke the receiving record in 16 games. Like, this guy is insanely good, and we 
all saw it coming to a certain extent. I still love T. Higgins over Jamar Chase, but Burrow and Chase have been doing this since back at LSU. It shouldn't be a surprise. Seriously? Jamar House won for 70 yards off of like a 10-yard pass. So He's fast. While Joe Burrow is having a great year, um, his receivers are doing a lot of work for him. He has like eight touchdowns of 30 or more yards. A good five of those are probably just because Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and these guys are just absolutely insane athletes. Yeah, I mean, I mean to, pretty much that receiving Joe, core. But it's an, it's insane the amount of talent that Joe Burrow has at his disposal. And for anyone that said take Sewell over Chase, I even thought that might have been a sound move. I'm going to yeah. shut the fuck up. There's no justifications against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And, you know, he didn't have a great – he didn't have, like, an insane game during this game, but Tyler Boyd gets lost in this. He got four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown, but, like – yeah. Tyler Boyd's also really good. This receiving core and Joe Burrow, you know, are still young and they're going to be, they might have the NFC, NFC, the AFC North for like the next three to five years. Baltimore has something to say about that. Pittsburgh's off the radar. And I don't know what Baker Mayfield's doing in in, uh, Cleveland the next four years. It's going to be a war for the North. I think it's Bengals and Ravens moving forward. I think they got to figure out quarterback in Cleveland before I can trust them. Tyler Boyd's going to get paid. I don't know if he's a free yeah. agent this year, but with uh, so. with Gallup and uh, Godwin going down, if he's due this year, Tyler Boyd's going to get paid. Because there's a whole deep dive I've been doing in terms of the NFL's wide receiver threes throughout the league. And obviously Antonio Brown was the class of that subsection of receivers. But Tyler Boyd and Michael Gallup were like almost 1A, 1B for me. Boyd got extended in 2019, so he's what a, a good deal. He's a Bengal next season and the next season after that. What a, so he's what not a good deal. He's such he's a good not, possession guy. Yeah, he's not a free agent until the off season of 2024. Tyler Boyd could be the num. He could be the number one, number two guy on like most NFL rosters, and on a handful, he could probably be the one in terms of just yeah. talent. He's produced before burrow was there and now he's producing with burrow there he's the he's the perfect complement for what chase and higgins bring to the table uh and don't Darryl forget Williams, about joe mixon their run game is woo. joe mixon's back and i mean he's gonna get overdrafted next year i might take him in the first round if he's there i will regret it but i will die on the joe mixon hill because whenever it's good it is great but joe mixon bangle for three more seasons after this t higgins three more seasons jamar chase four possible three possibly four more with the rookie deal they are set on offense they just need to kind of they added trey hendrickson one of the best signings defensively last year he's had he registered a sack in like eight straight games or at least half a sack you know it basically if the defense can hold them to about 21 points a game the Bengals can put up 22 points a game yeah the Bengals are they're equipped to outscore anybody any given yeah as long as they can start hitting their stride consistently. Mahomes had a good game. Mahomes did not turn the ball over. The Chiefs just got beat, essentially. Um, Burrow threw for more yards and more touchdowns. Than not many. I don't think there was any picks thrown in the game to begin with. CEH was down. Daryl Williams said, hold my beer. Put up 88 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The Chiefs really did it with everyone, which is surprising for how their production usually comes about. 
Their leading receiver was Miko Hartman on one reception. Uh, Tyreek was held six six receptions for 40 yards, which is 6.7 yards per reception. You do that on a weekly basis. Tyreek Hill, that's hard to do against Tyreek Hill. Uh, Pringle had a game. Blake Bell, uh, 35 yards. Demarcus, Ro- Demarcus Robinson siding for a touchdown, and Kelsey caught a touchdown. Josh there Gordon, was, one catch for five yards. There was a there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven different Chiefs that had a reception this Sunday, which the Chiefs lost, and they arguably lost the one seed if the Titans can finish this thing out, which they should. But a performance like this out of the Chiefs going this late into the season, I think, is a really good sign. Yeah. Because they were in the doghouse earlier this year because Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were being held for minimal uh, minimal gains throughout the early part of the year. And it's like, well, the other guys have to step up. The other guys stepped up this week. It's just Jamar Chase was on a warpath. Speaking of the Titans, they beat the Dolphins 34-3. to um, The Dolphins basically hit a good team after their win streak. Finally. They got beat up. You know, they they started off, I'm pretty sure they started off by beating the Ravens. So they had beat one good team in the beginning and then kind of beat who they were supposed to beat throughout um, on the back of their uh, good defense. But after this, the Titans, you know, I I got I got trapped on that that hype train. I thought Miami could pull it out, but this one wasn't nope. close. So I saw I saw a graphic and it was comparing the Titans running game with Derrick Henry over the first eight games of the year to what the production has been in this back half of the season out of all I saw the same thing. Combined. Basically it's the same. Very similar. Um yeah. Derrick Henry is a monster, and I think well, yeah, eighteen hundred yards rushing from one guy is insane and it makes him a yeah. great running back. But what Deonta Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, and Jeremy Jeremy McNichols have proven over this and Adrian Peterson. stretch and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> the Titans offensive line is this is an ecosystem built for running backs and kudos to uh, Mike Vrabel for building and constructing and creating schemes that are conducive to a team being able to win regardless of who's on the roster. AJ yeah. Brown's back. Um, Anthony Ferkser cut a touchdown. Same with Joff Swaim. The tight ends are back. Instead of it being uh, Johnu Smith and uh, Anthony Ferkser, it's Ferkser and Swaim. But the Titans are figuring it out. Um, Vrabel should win coach of the year, in my opinion. He has done nothing but win. And with the injuries his team has dealt with, they've been missing Julio Jones almost all year. A.J. Brown missed five or six games. Derrick Henry's been gone since, like, November. Or even... I agree. I it, It's Vrabel's award, and for it to be anybody else's would just be a little... It could have been Kingsbury's, but Cliff Kingsbury's not that great of a head coach. What Vrabel has done this year is the best coaching job I've seen all year. Bill was in the conversation. John was in the conversation. Staley was for like four weeks. It's not a discussion. Mike Vrabel has done more with less. Especially as the one seed. Especially as the one seed. solidifies it for him, in my opinion. And I get it. The AFC South really sucks. And I think what John Harbaugh's done to navigate the AFC North is a bit more impressive. 11 and 5, going to be 12 and 5 with the number one seed in the AFC. There's no discussion. Yeah. Coach of the Year is a production-based award. Actually, there's one other person that I could even think about giving this award to, and we all know his name. It starts with an M, and his last name starts with an L. Call him Moneyline, because this guy does not lose. Matt LaFleur could get the award, and I would not be mad if he did, but 
any other year it's Matt's award, but based upon the context of what Tennessee's done, it's really hard for Vrabel not to get it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's as simple as that, especially being the one seed. Um, yeah, I'll tell you somebody who isn't going to win Coach of the Year, Frank Reich. Frank Reich makes me mad. Um, I Any think it's other as year he could have. I, I think it's as simple as this: Colts shouldn't have lost this game. Um, the Raiders beat the Colts twenty three twenty. Jonathan Taylor got twenty carries for one hundred and eight yards and a touchdown. Not enough carries, in my opinion. Um, Carson Wentz, 16 for 27, 148 and a touchdown. Kind of just, it's kind of just there. Um, I saw a thing. I was watching the game and I saw first and goal from like the three or the two or whatever for the Colts. Incomplete pass. Second and goal. Incomplete pass. Third and goal. Hand to Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. I'm like, okay, where was this two plays ago? Yeah, you're you're wasting your time. I I don't know what else you have to see from Jonathan Taylor, and I get it. You don't want to beat the crap out of your running back, but you're at a time where you can't afford to lose these games. You are lucky enough to be in a spot to where if you can beat the Jacksonville Jaguars next week, that you are in. Yeah, but you shouldn't have had to put yourself in the situation. It, yeah. I, I think the simple as that. Like prop, props to the Raiders for winning the football game and Derek Carr even throwing two picks, Marcus Mariota getting in there for three carries and 16 yards. Um, yep. I think he adds a cool dynamic to the, to the offense to where he can, you know, get those key first downs that the team needs. I just think it's always yeah. funny that every time I see Marcus in there that I know he's going to run it. And I feel like everyone else knows he's going to run it, but as I'm watching it, nobody seems to know that he's going to run it. It might just be good blocking on the front, but it's just always funny to me that he's able to get those key downs by, you know, just pushing forward or finding the hole. Yep. I mean, I get it. Marcus can throw too. So I guess you can't just leave somebody wide open, but it's just always funny to me the way it looks on TV. Yeah. Um, the Colts are, in my opinion, I was so high on this team to start the year, but what they haven't done since the year started is finish games. They could have had Baltimore. They should have had the Raiders. They should have had the Titans. This is the team of should have. Uh, yeah. This is this is uh, should have, could have, would have. If that were an award, give it to Frank Reich. Because the job he's done has been excellent. Came into the year, no Mitchell Schwartz. Quentin Nelson was out. Carson Wentz was out. He's done what he's had to do to make this team competitive. But, God, just win. As a Chargers fan, I hate that saying. But what the Raiders have done this season is admirable as hell. The fact that they're still in the playoff hunt down a head coach, down their star receiver, down defensive players. They just had a player today get arrested for a DUI Monday morning. He was passed no. out in this car. Their culture sucks, but they're just winning. And yeah. it's really just coming down to Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson is the MVP for the Raiders this year. This game yep. came down to three points, and every game where it's come down to three points, Carlson has came through. He put yep. up 11 points this game. That's almost half of the production of this entire offensive unit. Daniel Carlson is the Raiders MVP. And if he decides the fate of their playoff hopes, I'm scared as a Chargers fan, because if we allow them to be even within two points on a final drive, Daniel Carlson scares the ever loving shit out of me. He's been that good this year. He is the ultimate X factor in any close game. We'll get to, we'll get to playoff pictures in a little bit. Um, 
the Eagles beat Washington 20 to 16. At first, Washington looked like they could, you know, hold a 16 to 7 lead, but they didn't. They didn't score in the second half. Um, the Eagles have overperformed expectations. Um, and I think that's an understatement. They're nine and seven. They've clinched a playoff spot with um Greg Ward, Quez Watkins, and Jalen Rager rostered as most of their wide receivers. Um, Devonta Smith has played well enough. Um, Dallas Goddard is a really good tight end. Their run game is basically what's gotten them there. Um, their defense, there's not, they're not world beaters, but they've done enough. Yeah. Um, Boston Scott scored two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had another 44 yards. Jalen Hurts threw for 214 yards. And we haven't seen a whole... I want, I'm kind of curious. How many passing yards this season does he have 3,144 okay so more than I thought I didn't think he had broken 3,000 yet I think that's with him missing a game yeah he was down yeah. that one game because Gardner Gardner started in the spot start yeah and then you know co- quarterback controversy look Jalen Hurts is getting the Eagles to the playoffs and he's their quarterback next year end of story the 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 discussion's over I you know some Eagles fans are nightmares um but most of the ones that we interact with are good people you know who you are um it would just be ridiculous to think that jalen hurts is not the quarterback next year after basically getting them eight wins and Minshew beating the jets um washington is deep trouble it's they don't have a quarterback has nowhere to go they have all the pieces to compete but no quarterback and that's the worst play they're they are the they are cleveland and they are the NFC Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. Yeah. They have talent on defense. Their secondary was really bad this year. I don't know what really happened to them. They admit they're missing some pieces, I guess. But offensively, I think they're better inclined than Cleveland is. Um, defensively, they have Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young. They are a construction-wise. I really enjoy Washington's football team, and I thought they had a chance to actually push for the NFC East. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's hip got pushed too hard week one, and now we're here. Um, thank God the Heineke thing has figured, sorted itself out. Because if I were a fan of the football team and we were going into another year thinking Heineke could be that guy, it's you're worse off than you would be knowing who he is. Because now like this said, year, it was it was a great story to start. He played yes. okay. Let's see how many passing yards he has. Thirty two ninety nine. 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He's an average quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that, but he's more than likely going to be a backup for most of his career or start on a team that's looking for their next guy. He might be that next type of Fitzpatrick mold mold guy we'll see over the next decade plus. But they they can look towards the draft this year and look for a guy like Pickett or Sam Howell, and they could probably see some better results next year. Because there's nothing worse than rostering a quarterback that you are not sold on and passing up on guys that you think could be your dude. Yeah, pull the band or or if you like the next draft class after that, then you tank in next year. Yeah, but the Cowboys won the division this year, so that means the Cowboys can't win the division next year. So that means they have a shot at it. So yeah, maybe they do play. All right, Devin, hit me with your slaughter of the Denver Broncos. Okay, so um. Bolt gang, bolt up. Um, it's it's Drew Locke. Um, if the Chargers were to lose this game, I may have just boycotted the team for the next 365 days. This team has done a lot this uh 
NFL season. They've disappointed me. They've made me feel like I'm on top of the moon. They've played great games. They've played terrible games. And week in and week out, I don't know what team's going to show up half the time. We had a complete effort this week. Uh, we had a lot of guys come back from the COVID list, which derailed us against the Texans. Thank you, Davis Mills. Um, Justin Herbert broke the Chargers' uh, all-time record for single-season touchdown passes in his second year in the league. And if he started every game last year, I think he breaks the record last year. Justin Herbert is a top-five quarterback in football, and I can say that confidently just in terms of not just stats, but just presence, physicality, all of it. I think he is one of the perennial dudes moving forward. He was the top vote-getter for the AFC for the Pro Bowl, which I get is kind of a popularity contest, but he has fully arrived. And yes, people are like, well, Burrow's made more big-time throws. Burrow's throwing to Jamar Chase, who is arguably the most electric receiver in football this year. And if, if we're going to go like tit-for-tat with these two dudes, I'm taking Herbert every day of the week herbert yeah. is he's everything that the chargers thought he could be because before the draft during the draft process people were kind of skittish about herbert and i get that he went to oregon oregon quarterbacks don't always translate but the arm talent was there people thought the decision making wouldn't come but year one brand new offense brand new head coach he has done nothing but shatter expectations and as a chargers fan i cannot be any happier about the setup of our team moving forward as long as we have him under center and we can uh, nail down some of these pieces offensively and defensively moving forward but it's the broncos um they've been kind of fool's gold all year they started out super hot i.e uh, carolina panthers and they've been clawing on to whatever the hell it was they had to start this year they were sellers at the deadline and teddy bridgewater went out they didn't have a shot to win this game they were just clinging to dear life. It was a loser leaves town match and the chargers put up in the face of having to shut up Eckler. Good game. 17 carries 58 yards. Really cool to see Justin Jackson putting up the exact same production, 3.4 yards a carry, just less uh, volume on his end. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are the uh, second duo this year to reach a thousand yards as receivers. Only other duo in the league is T Higgins and Jamar chase. Um, the defense showed up. The defense played well. Andre Roberts house one, which was really nice to see. So our special teams unit seems to leave us uh, wanting more half the time. And then Hopkins went two for two on field goals and accounted for 10 points. If the Chargers can do this week in and week out, we are a tough team to beat any given Sunday. Hey, when the Chargers kicker is making field goals, you're in trouble. If we had a kicker that could make field goals over the last 20 years, we probably have at least one or two, one or two Super Bowls. The year against the Patriots, we go to the Super Bowl, we probably win. And if Phillip had an ACL, but should have, could have, would have. But I'm very happy with the Chargers this week. And there is a stat that uh, one of our friends on Twitter, who's actually been on the podcast before, uh, Britt Sanders at uh, Fantasy, Fo Fantasy Football Sandman, right? Yeah, the I think it's at the FF, FF Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, Britt, you know FF who you Sandman. are. Yeah, Britt, you know who you are. But yeah, Britt's been tweeting <laughs> about how uh, the team that plays the Broncos uh, one week wins their matchup the following week, and it's been seven weeks straight. So the Chargers has played the Broncos, and we're doing predictions later, but you know where I'm going, not just because I'm a homer, but I believe in stats. So either, either the Chargers keep up the trend or the Chargers do the most Charger thing and lose. Yeah, bolt up, baby. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, we'll slide through these two games super quick. Uh, there's not much about them. The Niners beat the Texans 23-7. to 
Um, Trey Lance, 249, two touchdowns, a pick, so played well. Um, Eli I think Mitchell. that's Eli Mitchell doesn't I could be running back there I could get 100 yards the the way it seems like with that offense um the Texans played them hard in the first half they were up seven to three at the half but they kind of just gave it up towards the end in typical Houston fashion um Brandon Cooks seven receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown uh Brandon Cooks is officially over a thousand yards receiving Death taxes and Brandon Cooks hitting a thousand yards besides the years where he's been concussed for over half of the year. There you go. It's um, beautiful to see. Lions and Seahawks. Seahawks win 51 to 29. DK Tim Metcalf. Boyle. I pissed Tim him Bo- off. He did. He did. DK Metcalf won year. literally nobody their championship because nobody wanted to start him. Six receptions, 63 yards, and three touchdowns hit him with a hat trick how he doesn't break 100 yards is beyond me i guess russ for through for four touchdowns that's cool i guess he's gonna be out rashad penny 25 carries 170 yards and two touchdowns go get your bag sir they beat up the lions okay now nah, we're just gonna skip this game the saints beat the pan uh uh, hold on, hold on. Redacted. Um, we're going to cover this game in depth, Austin. I want to I want to hear you say, we them boys, Mike McCarthy, manage your damn timeouts. And dear God, why wasn't it a fumble? Go off, buddy. The floor is yours. Mm, God. There's Anthony Brown, you piss me off sometimes. <laughs> um, any Cowboys DB to ever exist in the history of the uh, franchise, especially during this time, I want you to practice a, uh, I want you to practice a motion with me. Head around. Head around. When the ball comes your way, turn your fucking head around. The amount of defensive pass interference is frustrating. We penalized ourselves out of this game. It, it's it's plain and simple. I'm pretty. Let's let's see if they have it. Uh, yeah, ten penalties for eight yards. A um, couple of those were defensive pass interferences. A couple of those were holdings when we got first downs. They turned into three and outs. We penalized ourselves out of this game again. Um, and that's just not going to win you a football game. Um, we can't run the ball. We run the ball on second and 10 for some ungodly reason. I literally don't get it. Um, I guess it's to make third down more manageable. But when everyone knows you're running, uh, apparently we're not good to hold up that run anymore. Look, Zeke Elliott had uh, nine carries for 16 yards. It's not ideal. Tony Pollard had three for nine. Um, You know, Dak didn't play terrible. He missed 14 passes, though, and he kind of showed the Dak that was in that slump where he's missing guys who are open. He missed Cooper on at least two first downs. Um, You know, he threw three touchdowns. Kyler threw for four touchdowns, right? No, two. I'm losing my mind. Um, it's you. You can't. We're we're like in the the Josh Allen problem. You can't win yeah. if you can't run the ball. And our leading rusher was Dak Prescott, who doesn't really run anymore. He had five carries for twenty yards, and he had like a thirteen yard carry that got brought back on the one of the holds I was talking about. Yeah, you. This these are the same problems that we're having in our slump. We show up in the fourth quarter when it's too late. When you put up fifteen points in the fourth quarter and it's not enough. There's a problem, mm-hmm. you know, it, th- this can't continue. I mean, we might are probably going to see the Cardinals or the Rams, whoever doesn't win the NFC West 
back in AT&T Stadium. And if we don't show up, they're going to come and beat the shit out of us. We're going to be another one and done team. And it's going to be the same thing over and over. Stephen A. Smith and Emmanuel Achu are going to sit on their high horse and say how they were right. And so is every other Dallas Cowboy hater. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not trying to say they're wrong, but it, we do it to ourselves. You know, we're an 11 and five team who is in a God awful division, not our fault. Well, we're playing the schedule we were given, but we've lost to the teams that are good. You know, we got our asses kicked by KC. We didn't show up against the Cardinals. We arguably should have beat the Raiders, but didn't turn our head around multiple times. Um, you know, who, what are some of the other losses? We got our heads kicked in by the Denver Broncos. And the Bucks. Um, the Bucks. The Bucks I can't be too bad at that game, but a lot of these games come down to... If, if you want to call nine points hanging, no, our it defense played well. Game. The guy, you guys were in the game for most of it. Yeah. You, but, you've lost tough games besides Denver. Right. and But the thing is, is that a lot of the things do come down to Greg Zerline missing kicks. Most of those losses are by two or three points, and it's where Greg missed at least four to five points. You know, Greg missed a field goal early in this game. Now I get it. The game script is different and different things would happen based on the score, but it still doesn't, it still doesn't excuse the fact that Greg needs to be hitting these kicks when we need him to. We, he, he is arguably one of the, one of the better kickers rostered right now due to his past, but he's kind of due to his past. I'm saying he was a great kicker at one point. He was great for the Rams, but. But yeah, now he comes to us and he's this, you know, hits a great field goal against the Chargers, hits the great field goals here and there. But when you miss these kind of shots that cost you games, it's going to be a problem. And it's, yeah. you know, special teams matters a lot. You're right, talking, Devin? You're talking to a Chargers fan. I think we exercised our demons and just passed them on to you guys once you beat us Apparently. in SoFi. But yeah, no, um, Mike McCarthy... Uh, if I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be most pissed off at him. Only reason you couldn't challenge the call that really decided the game is because the dude can't manage the clock. Never really has been able to. His Super Bowl yeah. is uh, signed Aaron fucking Rodgers for a reason. And the Cowboys will go as far as Mike McCarthy's uh, little brain allows them to. I had praise for him the last couple of weeks. thought he was doing a good job. But it's one step forward and two steps back, back with this Cowboys team. And they might have just kind of screwed themselves out of a deep playoff run. They had home yeah, field. It, it just goes. It goes back to the whole Homer Simpson thing. I think he's at work. He is employed, but he's just kind of pushing buttons. And you know, Kellen Moore is calling all the offensive plays. You can easily tell that um, Michael yeah. Gallup tore his ACL. So that first of all, fantasy or the team or not, it fucking sucks for Michael Gallup. Yeah. Michael Gallup was scheduled to get paid he's a great wide receiver he could be a number one on a lot of teams and now that's going to hinder his next year and it really sucks for him um he's a great player i love the guy but it it sucks and now it sucks for the cowboys being down one of their better wide receivers we kind of just lose a threat now when our quarterback is struggling and we can't run the ball yep um yeah mike mccarthy was going to cost us games eventually at some point with poor clock management and it's been happening all season but it, it didn't matter because we were winning. So when you win, nothing really matters. You don't really look at the problems when you win, but 
now it's, you know, we're in this slump and yeah, we dominated Washington last week, but yeah, we were supposed to, Uh, you know, I was really hoping Dak, that was when Dak got right. And like I said, he didn't play terrible, but he missed key throws in situations and that on top of the penalties on top of the, uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of drops. I think almost like none. I think they were just missed throws by Dak, but the it's, it's the penalties and it's the missed throws. Yep. I could sound like a broken record all day. That's that's a problem. And we are one week away, two weeks away from hosting a playoff game. And yeah, you're just going to bring all your fans to disappoint them again. That's what you're setting us up for. It's it's hard to be Dallas. It's hard to be Dallas. Cardinals put themselves in a good situation now. Um, they could win the NFC West if they were to beat the Seahawks and the Niners beat the Rams, which is much more plausible it's definitely can happen the way the Niners are playing against the Rams lately so doesn't change Cliff Kingsbury in the slightest in any of our minds but (laughs) Cardinals put themselves in a better spot to host a playoff game um the Panthers lost to the Saints 10 to 18 Saints keep their playoff hopes alive they need a little bit of help um but at eight and eight and Taysom Hill at quarterback. Um, they've put themselves in a good enough position. Free DJ Moore for the love of God, get him somebody to get him the damn ball. Um, yeah. And my little description for this game, the saints did enough to stave off the, uh, Carolina Panthers. They are the worst team in the league by far, in my opinion, um, for what they have on the roster, they should not be, this bad but i think matt rule is a top three worst coach in the league um obviously Nagy and zimmer getting fired this year but rules not far behind them i give joe judge the pass because his quarterback is in a neck brace and he can't field three receivers any given week but the mismanagement of carolina as a franchise has just been apparent since they started losing games after their three and oh start they are just bad and i don't see a solution for them at all in the next couple of years. But yeah, the Saints defense did enough and the Panthers are just terrible. So congrats to the Saints. They're still alive. Stuff needs to break their way, but they have a shot. And then the Vikings lost to the Packers 37 to 10. Done. Nothing, uh, nothing changes. Mike Devontae Zimmer. Adams, 11 for 136 in a touchdown. Nothing yep. changes. Aaron Jones is a bad man. Eight for 76, averaging nine and a half yards of carry. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's cool and he's massive, but Aaron Jones is still that guy. Like, yeah. Yes, the two-headed backfield, but Aaron Jones is the backfield, and A.J. Dillon's the perfect complement. Like, I get whenever Aaron got hurt, people were like, oh, no, Aaron Jones can concede carries. Aaron Jones is far more dynamic, in my opinion, than A.J. Dillon. Whenever it gets like later in the game and they're just trying to hold on to the ball, they will probably lean A.J. Dillon to protect the lead. But in terms of just dynamic trying to win football games, Aaron Jones should be the guy. What he provides is just so valuable. If they can fully unlock Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and get stuff out of Lazard and MBS, they are a tough team to beat. Yeah, uh, they're going to have, they've clinched the number one seed with that win and a Cowboys loss at this point. Um, NFC goes through Lambeau. So the joke is that they always lose the NFC championship game. So we'll see who's, well, they have to win the divisional first, but we'll see. They'll host the lower seed at that point. Um, 
I don't see them. I I really can't pick a team who can beat them. I They're, can't either. There's no there's no Niners this year. There's uh, the Bucks beat them last year in a technicality. The Bucks got them because Kevin King had the worst game of his career, and I don't see yeah. striking twice. I really don't. Yeah. The Bucks are far worse this year than they were last year. They're down Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown is no longer in the building, and their defense is hurt. They're banged up. Yep. The Packers are getting healthy, and they're playing inspired football. And Russell, Russell Douglas has been one of the best corners in football since he got signed. Jair's coming yep. back. Bakhtiari's going to be back. I will I will believe it when I see it, whenever it comes to the Packers losing this year. Because yeah. they've won 13 games the last three years. And I think they've finally exercised their demons because two years ago, their thing was people could run on you and not the Niners did, but this week granted the weather was shit and they had Sean Mannion starting at quarterback for the Vikings, but Dalvin cook had 13 yards and nine carries. Dalvin cooks, one of the best running backs in football. So to hold him to that is I insane insanity. Exactly. Um, Mike Zimmer had one of the worst quotes of any coach this year. He was asked about uh, if he wanted to see Kellen Mond next week. He said, I see him. He said, no, not at all. I see him every day. He should have been fired three weeks ago, in my opinion. Uh, the Vikings Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. It's cold as ice. There's a video of it. Oh, he's God. just – he's ignorant. He's not a good coach. His 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 days are done, and I can't wait to read the press. I think I saw somebody fired. say along the terms of, like, Mike Zimmer will always be a defensive-minded guy, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But he has failed to adapt to the new age of football, and it is shown. And well, his defense has not done him any favors. Like they literally it, just gave him thirty-seven it, it, points. Yeah, but but here's the thing too: Kirk didn't play bad this season. Your offense fired on all cylinders most of your games, but yeah. your defense, your defensive-minded defense, got fucked up multiple is, times. Is Kirk a free agent after this year? I don't think so. As if he is, I'm I'm telling you right now, there are oh let's check this out. So, he, so okay, he, he's under contract next year, then he's unrestricted. Okay, one more year as a Viking. Cleveland trade. Cousins for Mayfield. It wouldn't happen, but I'm just saying Kirk Cousins this offseason could get moved. Kirk, yeah, Kirk Cousins is centers, not the worst guy to go after. Washington would be better off with Kirk Cousins. Cleveland He's would be better off with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Carolina is better off with Kirk Cousins. Carolina, that would be an insanely good upgrade for them, I'd say. I'd like that a lot for Carolina yeah, I, or I, even Washington. If, if the Vikings are moving on from Zimmer, why not? If they can yeah. get somebody in the draft this year, they have Kellen Mond, who I have hopes for. I think he's got a decent army, came out of college pretty decent player he wasn't the first round type talent but you can only you can only hang on to kirk for so long and if rogers leaves you don't move kirk but if rogers stays your window's not open you're you're right. rebuilding your defense is too old and your skill guys are too young all right let's break out the handy dandy notebook of predictions next week um by next week i'll have our full record set up so we'll see who did better this season i haven't been keeping up as much as i should let the record show browns versus steelers we both picked the browns if baker can just not beat himself they will win this game browns are out of contention for the nfc afc north they can Um, sneak into a wild card i think they can sneak in with a win and i think they knock the steelers out if they beat him tonight yeah um 
right. She, two games moved to Saturday, Chiefs and Broncos. The Chiefs, like, I, yeah. I'm, they lost to the Bengals, but it's like the Bengals were one of the hottest teams in football. Whether or not they're consistently hot is the biggest question. But, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes playing for a one seed. The Titans could lose. They probably won't. But the Chiefs can't afford to lose another game in the AFC the way that seeding is. Uh, Cowboys and Eagles in Philadelphia. They've clinched the division. There, is there really any way they can get out of the four seed at this point? I don't think so at this if, point. I think the other teams are going to win anyways. Um, do the Cowboys rest their starters or do they just try and get right before the playoffs start? That's a good question. I personally would like to. It depends on the weather, too. I don't know what Philly weather looks like on Saturday. So um, if the Cowboys play their starters, they, I got Dallas. Yeah. But if they're going to rest their guys trying to stay healthy for the uh, – if they rest their guys, I'm in trouble in fantasy. I've got Dak. I was just trying to see if there's anything on here about it, but um, let's see. What seed will the Eagles have? Either six or seven – Currently sit at the top, blah, 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 blah. There's a strong case for the, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they can move. Does not ensure, yeah. They they should play their guys. I'd be surprised if they didn't. They have to kind of get right and get going on full, full cylinders if yeah. they want to have a good shot of winning in the playoffs. Yeah. It, plus, if the full defense plays, I think we could do a number on the Eagles, and um, it's possible we even play them in round one, depending yep. on how things shake out. Um, if you beat them, I think you guarantee that you don't play them in the playoffs in round one. I think if you yeah. lose to them, it gets a little closer. No, I yeah. think we're I think we're playing. You guys are locked regardless. into. You guys are locked into playing uh, the Cardinals, but or the you, Rams. I, I would hope that uh, I just don't see the Rams could lose. You guys, you guys need to win this game. You guys yeah. can't go into the playoffs losing two in a row and resting your starters. There's just yep. no good look for that. So give me the Cowboys. Washington at New York Giants. Washington because the Giants can't even field an offense right now. Saquon might play quarterback next week. Um, Mario Manningham might be running routes for all we know. The Giants are so injured, it's not even fair. Like their rosters basically uh the visiting hours is what we're going to call them for the rest of the season because they're all on the injured list. The Bengals at Cleveland. Who they? I think the, the Bengals. Bengals have something to play for. I think yeah. they can play for a higher seed. So I don't think they're resting. The no way in hell. The Bengals. They're so hot right now. They would be dumb to their starters and lose a game going into the playoffs. The way that the AFC and NFC have been this year, you do not want to not carry momentum going into this playoff because anybody can win. Steelers at Baltimore. I'm I'm also picking the Bengals, but yeah, Steelers yeah. head into Baltimore. Who's your pick? I want to say the Ravens because they still technically have something to play for. They're still technically not out of it, but they're so freaking depleted that I think I have to pick the Steelers. I just I, Lamar Jackson should not play. Healthy or not, I don't care. I don't think he should play. I think it's just a move on. If you if you somehow get all the help you need, we said it earlier, they need losses from, let's see, the Ravens have to win and they need losses from the Colts, the Browns, 
the Chargers, and the Dolphins. And the Browns play the Bengals. That's possible. The Colts probably aren't going to lose to Jacksonville. Um, the Chargers could lose to Vegas, but I don't see it. And the Dolphins, I think they play. I think they play the Bills. No, they play the Patriots. So yeah, they're probably going to lose to the Patriots. Um, I just don't see the Colts. I don't. I don't see all four of those teams losing. I see two out of the four teams losing. Um. Yeah. Oh, the Browns are eliminated. So. Yeah, I've they, got they the don't Ravens. Even have anything to play for. I've got the Ravens because I just I would love to see Mike Tomlin not finish the record at 500 or above. <laughs> so I'm going. I'm I'm pulling for the Ravens in the last week of the year. Can the Lions beat Packers? Who are, oh, go for it. I don't want Ben to lose his last start as well. I've been on this podcast for a while saying I don't like Ben Roethlisberger as a person, and he sucks as a quarterback this year. So uh, it'd be no more fitting of an ending for him than to lose to his greatest rival in his last game. So you can, you know, cry about it. Just like the playoffs last year, he and uh, Pouncey were just on the bench crying, giving each other smugs. So <laughs> have fun in retirement, Ben. Not going to miss you. Can the Lions beat the Packers, even if Packers, Packers wrestling the starters? starters? Yeah. It'll be like whenever the Chargers beat the Chiefs in week 17 last year. They're not playing for anything. There's no point in full going full speed trying to beat a team. Yeah. The Lions shouldn't try to win this game. They already lost the no. first pick. But they are they are talented enough to beat a Packers third string lineup. But so if the Packers play the their guys. Are you going to pick the Lions? I'm going to pick the, the Packers regardless. I, I think even resting their starters, they'll still pick up the 14th win just for shits and giggles. And yeah, the Lions shouldn't win this game. I'll go Packers. All right. <laughs> I already missed them the Lions twice. If I miss them for a third time, shame on shame on me. I fool, fool me once, can't get fooled again, but fool me thrice. I'm just never going to bet on them again. I'm just going to double pen the Colts to beat the Jaguars. Yep. Yeah. Right. The Colts are kind of playing. They're going to make the playoffs. The Jags beating the Colts would be like the Dolphins beating the Patriots to knock them out of a uh, – first seed and then the Titans being in the following week. I just, it'll be really tough for the Jags to pull this game out. It would take Trevor Lawrence basically ascending to uh Joe Burrow level for a night. <laughs> would you like to introduce the next game? Okay. So uh, the game of the week bears versus Vikings. I'm not picking either of these teams because America wins after this game concludes Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy should be fired promptly afterwards. No press conference for either of them. Just press release it. They're both let go. <laughs> Because, by God, they've sucked this year. If I had to pick one of the two, if Kirk Cousins is back, give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Vikings, too. I, I still think they play somewhat to, you know. It's in Minnesota, pride. too. It's in a dome. They'll be fine. Yeah. Chicago's playing Andy Dalton for fuck's sake. It's like, what are we talking <laughs> about? We're both picking the Titans to beat the Texans. Unless Davis Mills just drops a pipe bomb, but. Davis has had a couple good weeks this year. He beat my team. I don't think Vrabel's letting that happen. Well, this Titans are is, playing for something. So this they're team playing is for the one seed. Nail. Yep. They've literally been in a bar fight since week one started. So they're not letting up. Not now. No way. In there's, hell. there's literally no way you could drop this game after what you've been through this season. No yeah, way. Tight, 
Titans got to they, they got to pull this one up. Titans lose this it game. Could, it could be in Houston, Mexico City, uh, Abu Dhabi. I don't care. London does not matter. Doesn't matter. You know, Kyle Pitts only has uh, one touchdown for his career, and not a single one's on American soil. I hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Falcons, they host the Saints. I want the Saints. I want All the right. Saints more than I want anything this week. I want Taysom Hill to look Matt Ryan in the eyes and say, yeah, I'm a tight end, but I'm going to beat your ass. Playoff implications. If the Saints win and the Niners lose, the Saints will take over the Niners spot, and the Niners are out just like Falcons, that. The Falcons could win because the Saints have been the most inconsistent team all year. True. But Taysom Hill is dangerous in terms of just overall production, whether it be rushing and passing, and Alvin Kamara is healthy. And that Saints defense is one of the best veteran units I've seen this year. So if Matt Ryan slowed down, I think they have enough talent on offense, especially with Deontay Hardy coming back, formerly known as Deontay Harris. Well, yes, he is not some household name. He's 24 years old and he's having his breakout year in that offense, even with a three-game suspension. I just think if that Saints team, uh, they, they, they've beaten the Bucks this year. They've beaten plenty of really good teams. And Arthur Smith's Falcons don't scare me. And Kyle Pitts got hurt last week, so I don't even know if he plays this week. It would just make sense that the Saints are able to pull this one out out of all the ones that they've given away. Yeah. Just real quick for, for the Colts. The Colts can clinch a playoff spot if, A, they just beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, losses by the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Steelers in Week 17, or losses by the Chargers and Steelers and the Dolphins win in 17 or 18. Look, just beat the Jaguars. Yeah, control your destiny. Jaguars. Just win. Win and you're in. Easy as that. Um, Seahawks, Seahawks and Cardinals. Cards. cards have something to play for, so give me the Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals. I hope DK Metcalf literally just eviscerates them. I want like the Buda Baker chase down again, but instead of that, it's nobody's touching him on the way to the end zone. Yeah. I need you, DK. I need you. J E S, give me the fucking Bills. Oh All God, right. <laughs> the Bills are playing for the division. They cannot afford to lose this game. Yeah, um, Panthers, Bucks. <laughs> give me the Bucks. I hate the Panthers. I don't think they should be an NFL franchise. They are insufferable. They've wasted so much talent this year, and they've really wasted even more assets to try and like go all in this year. It's the worst front office. If there was like an award for worst front office in football, it goes to Carolina without a question. <laughs> they uh, The Giants exist. No, they went all in for a roster that wasn't even worth a wild card spot. They literally all traded right. like draft capital for CJ Henderson and Stephon Gilmore to finish. Let me check the record real quick. They're going to finish. Okay. What's the record? Five and what? I, I hate everything. I just want to see the record. 12. Five and 12. Yeah. And they've moved draft capital. They don't have a first rounder because of the Sam Darnold trade. They're going to be missing second rounders for a while due to CJ Henderson and Stefan Gilmore. This team was terrible this year, and they're not going to be better next year. Panthers suck. Patriots and Dolphins. Dude, I want to pick the Dolphins so bad. Don't it's do it. like the ultimate Dolphins thing to beat the Patriots in week 18 to just screw I think up they're their seeding. playing for the AFC East, technically. The Patriots should win this game. The Bills are going to take care of business, so it doesn't matter. But the Patriots need to beat the Dolphins going into the playoffs because they lose to the Dolphins, and just shit's going to get real dark. 
But who knows? Maybe uh, Mac Jones looks human again and throws for two picks. Because this Dolphins defense can take advantage. But I got the Pats. Bob and uh, Damian should take care of. Uh, if the Bills somehow lose to the Jets, then the Patriots can win the division by beating the Dolphins. But if the Bills win, they're AFC East champions. Simple as that. If the Bills lose, the, the Pats playoffs. lose. They're both going to win or they're both going to lose. That's my opinion. The, probably the biggest game of the whole week, I would say, in my opinion. No. Niners and Rams. No. Yeah. Sunday night's the biggest game. It's Monday right, night, actually. Second. Monday night's the biggest game of the season. If the Raiders mm. get into the playoffs, that's a first-round exit. If the Chargers make it in, they could push for the AFC Championship. All right, There's... Niners or Rams? <laughs> I've, I've got I've got the Rams. They need it. Yeah. If the Rams concede the NFC West, I don't see them going on the road to win a playoff game this year, especially with how yeah. Stafford's been over the last, like, okay, Chargers-Raiders is not game of the year, but it is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, give me the Rams. McVay has to exercise the, the demons. Now. I'm on it. We're both picking the Chargers. There's no no reason for the Chargers to lose this like game. Like I said, shout out Britt. The team that played the Broncos the previous week has gone on to win their next matchup seven weeks straight. Let's there make it eight, baby. It's as simple as that. Eight straight weeks for the seven seed. Bolt up, baby. But uh, once again... Austin, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks again to our friends over at Manscaped for sending, sending us the performance package and allowing us to uh, talk about their uh, great line of products. If you want to buy something, tell tell them we sent you. Use our code TMSM at checkout for 20% off and uh, free shipping worldwide. We Anything hope you else, enjoyed Austin? the first ever week 18 predictions. Just saying. Dude, yeah, it's, it's a whole new world. And shout out to Mar <laughs> Chase for breaking the uh, rookie receiving yards record in 16 weeks. Same to Justin Herbert for the Chargers' uh, all-time touchdown record. No aspects involved. It's as simple as that. Um, once again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening, whether it was live or on demand. Um, you can catch us on the Halftime app every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. Um we hang out there. We talk about Monday Night Football. Uh, the Browns and Steelers are playing, so who knows if we might actually talk about Monday Night Football. I'll probably talk about Philip Rivers and his all-time standing. Uh, we'll go. talk about Last running backs. We, just we always talk about quarterbacks. Seneca Wallace, where are you at, buddy? <laughs> so there you go. It, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. If you enjoy being here with us on Twitter and YouTube, then you would enjoy just hanging out with us on the Halftime app. Um, once again, Thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us, sending us a performance package. If you want to buy anything with your Christmas money, it should be that. Um, use TMSM for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. That is worldwide. That includes the entire globe. Whether you're thinking of the movie Step Brothers, Big Time Rush, worldwide, it all rings true. Anywhere on this planet, they'll get it to you. But um, also, don't forget to follow us at our socials at TMSM Podcast. At on Instagram and Twitter, as well as our YouTube page, TMSM Podcast. Also, uh, we have officially been able to figure out our bottleneck on Anchor, so we are officially back on Spotify weekly with our recap and reactions. So if you don't want to sit here and watch a live stream or have to have it on your phone for an hour and a half at a time, you can always go to Spotify and find us at TM at the Makeshift Managers. So, uh, Austin, if you don't got anything else, I think there's waiting for the one word. Uh, we dim boys and Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to manage literally anything.
This week goes out to Mikey McChickens. The word is for you, buddy. And if uh, you don't figure it out, the Cowboys will be, the Cowboys are going to be telling you, peace. <laughs>